Coming up in this episode, we are at the Show Me Bike Show in Sedalia, Missouri at the State Fairgrounds. We're going to just talk about what we're seeing here, some random bullshit, and we'll also talk with Malcolm from Law Tigers. So stick around. Shut up and sit down. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, any random thoughts that pop into our head, and of course, what are the best places to ride in America? The Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. You know, when the boss lady says that I need to get out more, I can only assume that she meant get out more on my bike. At least that's the way I choose to think about it which means making sure it's all serviced and ready to roll. Heartland Honda in Springdale, the first level five Honda powerhouse in Arkansas, can get your ride ready to roll. Their red level technicians are the best at what they do. Plus, Heartland Honda has a huge selection of Honda motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides with excellent financing options. So when you're ready for something new, check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Hardland Honda. Work hard, play hard. Welcome back to another episode from the State Fairgrounds in Sedalia, Missouri. Coming up uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about all kinds of things, and we're seeing here the bikes and what have you. With me, as always, is Randy Slick Willie Lewis from Bike Works in Urbana, Missouri. I don't know where the hell you get this Slick Willie shit I mean, where does this stuff come from? Did you get I, that watching Matlock or something? Yeah, Matlock Matt or Murder, She Wrote. Yeah, Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. On your plastic-covered couch while you're exactly. cutting out $5 checks for birthday presents. Also joining us today is Malcolm Wood from Law Tigers. Hello, Malcolm. How are you today? I'm good, Craig. Good to see you and Randy again. You guys well, might remember Malcolm. He was on the hood of that car in that White Snake video. That was Malcolm. Nobody knows that, but it was Tony Katane. She was a favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as all of you know that Malcolm uh, is uh, a great sponsor and partnership with Random Thoughts from the Road, Law Tigers. They do a great job of getting out there in the bike community. Malcolm, why don't you tell us a little bit about, for those that don't know already, what Law Tigers is all about. I appreciate you asking that, Craig. And so I do get, at a lot of these shows, people ask about us and our insurance policies. We do not sell insurance. So what we are is a nationwide group, motorcycle injury attorneys. So we're lawyers helping injured riders is basically, um, that encapsulates everything we do. My responsibility is Missouri. So I'm all over the state, events like this, trying to spread the word and still run into new people all the time. So. So you mean to tell me you don't got, you guys aren't the one with the little gecko running around? No. No? Not no. you? Interesting you bring that up, though. So we have some national ad campaigns coming out yeah. that are going to parody the Gecko, <laughs> Flo, Jake. Yeah. So all, yeah. all these uh, insurance companies, mascots. Good. It's yeah. a year of the tiger. Yeah, it is. It is. We talked about on our last episode about a situation with Law Tigers, and they did for me about the insurance company giving me the runaround. And uh, I called Andrew over in St. Louis. One call, his response was, don't worry about it. We got this. And the next day, the insurance adjuster called back and said, hey, no problem. Everything's taken care of. 
checks in the mail for the full amount. So they really got you back. That's that's pretty impressive. Obviously, every case is not that cut and dried. I'm not. No. I don't know the particulars of yours, but uh, I tell people all the time: if something happens, do not call your insurance company first. They are for-profit organizations. That's a big mistake that I had learned. And they're they don't want to pay. So we tell people call us. Uh, we come running, guns a blazing, no charge until the very end. If there's a settlement, we'll get a piece of it. The settlement is always larger because these attorneys I work for are experts at motorcycles. It's all we do. So let me get this straight. Law Tigers is kind of like your crazy-ass uncle where you got your ass whipped up on the square and you say, I'm going to call somebody. And the crazy uncle comes up to whip ass for you. I got a guy. I got a guy, yeah. That, that yeah. is so true, Randy. A lot of people don't, don't understand since we've been doing this 20 years across the country, a lot of the insurance companies, when they find out there's a law tiger attorney on the case, a lot of times it changes everything. It kind of spooks them. Exactly. That's what I found in my experience. Yeah, it's always good having a guy on your side that knows the ins and outs of what the insurance companies will do and what they want to do. You know, insurance companies are in it for them. They're not necessarily in it for you. They just want to settle, get it done. And Law Tigers is really in it for you. You know, that's their big thing is making sure you're taken care of. You get your replacement or you get whatever you need, whereas it's not always the case with everyone else that you see. Exactly. I appreciate you mentioning that, Randy. Our goal is is to get you back on a bike. I mean, we ride. We understand. Andrew, the attorney in St. Louis, he rides. A lot of times he can read a police report and tell you with great accuracy whether that officer knows anything at all about bikes. Yeah. And he can also read it and picture himself in the same situation riding down the road. What would I do? You know, and, and so it helps to know somebody yeah, who's an attorney. Experience is everything, right, Malcolm? I mean, like, you can have a guy out there that has no idea these, you know, pocket protector types with their little glasses and their khakis trying to tell you what you did wrong or what you could have done. Or you can have a guy that's been in your situation telling you, hey, man, I get it. I understand. I see what you happened. So it's always nice to have somebody with experience because in this world, experience is everything. Exactly. Malcolm, we appreciate you letting us come out here. We look to do a lot of things with you folks in the future. Come riding season, we're going to kind of be all over it with you. And so if you ever have a need for a lawyer, we hope that you don't. What you need to do is get a hold of Law Tigers at lawtigers.com, and they've always got your back. I appreciate that, Craig. And uh, we look forward to seeing you and Randy later on in the year at other events. But thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate you. Thanks, Malcolm. Okay, so Randy's got a special guest wants to talk to you about the show and other nefarious bullshit. So this dude's a motorcyclist from way back. And not just motorcyclist, but the racing side of it as well. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Rick Yeager. Uh, been around this old motorcycling game a lot of years. That's because I'm old. But, uh, I <laughs> Relative love, term. I, I love motorcycles. I love every a- aspect of motorcycles. Uh, I've, I've built them. I've sold them. I've rode them, I've raced them, I've drag raced them, hill climbed them, and done a little bit of everything. But uh, back when motorcycling was amazing, I'm sure. Back, back when you didn't buy a motorcycle, you built a motorcycle yes. for whatever purpose you were going to do. You would take a Sportster, and that would be your dirt bike, because you would take the fenders and stuff off and make it your dirt bike. You know. Wait, wait a minute. You're telling me a Sportster isn't that a chick's bike? Uh, 
Well, no, it isn't. <laughs> yes, I love that. You call answer. me a chick or what? I mean, yeah, I love that answer. <laughs> well, I mean, in the day back in the in the sixties when a sportster come out, it was horsepower and lightweight, yes. and it was to compete against the uh, the Triumphs and the Nortons and that kind of thing. And Harley come out with a bike that would do it uh, way better than the OK model, way better than the uh, than the FLs, lighter. Uh, so it was a real welcome bike. And we did not think of them as chicks bike then. We 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 motor we didn't motocross them. We TT raced them, hill climbed them, enduroed them, yeah, in every aspect. Yeah. So it was quite a quite an undertaking. We talk about it all the time on our podcast and how it, that term absolutely pisses me off. That a sportster is a chicks bike. I'm like, dude, a sportster is a little freaking hot rod. Like, it is the hot rod of its time. You know, it's you know what 100 cc's relatively less than what the next big bike so to speak would be i mean for the kind of power that it makes for the weight that it provides like it's the perfect platform for everything yeah power to weight there's no question that the sportster is an awesome machine where the it's a chick bike thing come from i have no earthly idea maybe somebody was jealous of the speed they had or something because, <laughs> i guess so. Uh, i mean if they haven't had one of them things sideways going like crazy they don't know what it's all about because yes, they yes. will do that very thing yeah they're they're amazing they definitely are so my understanding is you're, you're linked in here with the Sedalia Motorcycle Association, correct? Yes, uh, this motorcycle association started uh, in, in over at Jaeger Cycle Sales originally. That was back before Harley Owners Group. That was back before all these other things. And it started as a grouping there out of our shop in 1959. So we've been in existence since then. Uh, we are originally called the Iron Horseman Motorcycle Club, originally. And yeah. then we switched over to Sedalia Motorcycle Association after some different influences. <laughs> I, I see what you're putting down there. I can see that. Time does change a lot of different things, but the roots of this association is still there. The roots of the association go way back. It's a motorcycle riding club. It's a motorcycle active club. Uh, we have put on events since day one. We used to do hill climbs. We did TT racetracks back in the 60s and 70s. We've done poker runs. We've done off-road enduro-type events. We were an AMA uh, chartered club way back in the day. Wow. So uh, this organization has been going strong for a lot of years, and I see it going strong a lot of years into the future. You know what? I do, too. I don't have a crystal ball, but... You know, dudes like you will always hold this industry and the associations up to a higher standard and keep it moving in the right direction. Now, I love that you said you're an active association. I know a shit ton of clubs. I know a lot of people out there that their main thing is let's just get together, BS, not do anything, not do anything for anyone else, and call ourselves a club. What's great with you guys is you literally get out, you beat the streets up, you still promote events like much like the one we're at today. You know, on top of racing, you know, honestly, why have a motorcycle if you're not going to be racing it, pushing it, modifying it? You know, that's in my in my experience and what I know about it. You know, that was the whole idea about it all. Motorcycles have always been a personal choice item. I want to make this motorcycle do what I want it to do. I want it to be part of me. And, and that's the personalization of any motorcycle, any brand, is what it's all about. Uh, nobody leaves a motorcycle stock. They always alter it to what they want it to be. They go on the trip they want to go on. They personalize it. They buy the product to make them the person 
that they want to be, to expand their mind to do what they want to do. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's, it's a great avenue for that, for sure. So we are at the Show Me Show, correct? The Show Me, the Show, Me Show bike show here in Sedalia has been going on now. Uh, Jennifer and I have been managing the show for the Sedalia Motorcycle Association for probably 10 or 12 years ourselves. But we had managers before that, uh, but after I sold my business to Larry, then I took over doing this because it takes a lot of time to get it all prepared and get the oh, vendors right and I make it all that. happen. But uh, we, we have this the first Saturday of every February, and it's a cold time of the year, and it, the weather can kind of crap on us a little bit. Kind of did this year, but my goodness, the turnout here is fantastic. Yes. I was worried we wouldn't have any bikes, and we have a lot of bikes. You know. Yeah, really walking around the place, it really turned out pretty well, but I guess that's kind of the motorcyclist thing, you know. Everybody's jonesing, everybody's itching, yeah. everybody wants to show you what they've done over these long winter months. I mean, and the suck part about it here is where we're at is we're just now getting into the heart of winter, you know. Yeah. Everybody thinks November, December, January. We're talking first weekend of February relatively, and, and that's where Missouri really has their snow and their cold snap. So. To see this kind of turnout, it just it just gotta make you feel like motorcycles are are not dead. They're they're the thing that everybody's wanting to do. Motorcycles are definitely not dead. I mean, they're alive in my mind and several others. Uh, you know, we we will hope that generations come along and the motorcycles still survive and keep on thriving. Actually, but uh, you know, we we like to have the show in the winter because we need our winter fix. We need to come in and see our buddies and do the different things and and that's what this show's about yes weather's iffy but it gives everybody a little winter fix and see the motorcycles see their buddies oh, look yeah. at parts yeah, talk about sure. the rides you're going to make and do those kind of things so shoot. we're you know it's like 20 something degrees outside but shoot we're sitting in about 50 60 degree weather here inside so why the heck not you yep. got great food you got cold beer and you got a ton of motorcycles and motorcyclists so what more could you ask for on a snowy weekend day? That's exactly right. Music playing in the background, motorcycles to look at, good fellowship, a great crowd. I mean, we put we put 800 to 1,200 people through here in one day. Wow. And we do it for $5 a head. That's cheap today. Yeah. And you can enter your motorcycle for 15 bucks, which <laughs> it's all just cheap, cheap, cheap. But we're a motorcycle club that's a nonprofit that does a lot of good for the community, and we don't have to make money. We just have to have fun and ride motorcycles. Man, well, you heard it here, right here with Rick Yeager. Great dude. You know, I love, I love the history, the passion behind it. You know, your family's a Harley Davidson shop, right? I mean, they, they've owned it for quite a while. Kind of a family-run business that's been passed down generation to generation, right? My father, Jim Yeager, started the uh, Yeager's Harley Davidson in 1956. He ran the store from 1956. I worked there most of the time myself, and uh, we raced out of the store. It was our family operation. It grew from two employees to 25 employees now. Still family owned. I owned it from 1980 till about uh, 15 years ago when I sold it to my nephew Larry, my brother's son. And uh, he is running the business just exactly as my father did, I did, and he did. We all love motorcycles. And we hire people and, and have salespeople who like motorcycles so that they're selling a bike that will fit their experience and their needs. Yeah, it's great. I send a lot of people your way. Anytime they're talking about buying a new bike, I say, hey, 
Go check out Jaegers in Sedalia. And you also side-by-sides, four-wheelers, ATVs, youth bikes, all that sort of stuff. But this is the most important part I want everybody to understand and listen, is it's Harley-Davidson. It's none of that victory crap like Craig wants you to be pushing. Why it's you got to be hating? <laughs> it's none of that BS. Why it you got to be hating? It is tried and true Harley Davidson. <laughs> Correct? Uh-oh. We, we got a problem here. We, <laughs> we, got, a, we got a big problem. <laughs> we, we got a problem here. I, I may have to step uh, back on this because yeah. I'm, I'm kind of pro-Harley myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we are in America, so. <laughs> well, uh, you know. Wait, 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 wait. The Uh-oh. comment, we're all American. And I'm riding a victory, uh, the only real American-made bike. Oh, oh you say oh, so. Oh, I opened a can. Anybody can stamp "Made in USA" on a case. It's no big deal. Uh, oh, I, don't, I opened. I don't a know. Case. I don't know. I, I better not weigh in on this. You know, this, this looks like an age-old battle here. On <laughs> nah, no. Like we always talk about, we don't give a shit what you're riding, yeah. whether it be metric, even Victory or Indian or Harley, or in you your know, case, a Metropolitan. <laughs> Hey, don't knock until you try it, right? No, it's it's all about, like Rick was saying, it's all about motorcyclists getting out, enjoying your two wheels, and just customizing your bikes to what you want, no matter what you're riding. So exactly. It doesn't we, matter what you ride. Yeah, we so talk a lot of shit, but we don't really do care. It. Bottom line is, in my store, if you ride in on a motorcycle, you're our friend and you're our buddy. You know, it, don't, it can be a Honda, it can be a Yamaha, it can be whatever. It doesn't have to come from my store. We love motorcycles and motorcyclists, all of them. That's the perfect sentiment right there. So, Randy, overall, this bike show is kind of neat. It's not real big, but they're quite a big turnout. There's a lot of neat bikes. Tell them about uh, some of the things that you saw that impressed you the most. We've talked to some very unique individuals, so to speak. I'll say. We got one guy out here on a trike that he built out of his garage running a 2002 Corvette drivetrain. So it's the engine, the trans, and the rear end, all about the same dimension. Guy said it was about 14 foot long, relatively. Yeah, it's a, it's a stretch. Yeah, two-seater, you know, front and back style seating with two, um, I don't know, hell, racing seats, if you will, I guess. Yeah. Keep everybody planted. It was a pretty neat bike. Man, if I had to pick one, gosh, I don't know if I could, but kind Maybe of the Indian Larry bike. Yeah, that Indian Larry bike was really, really cool. Tribute bike. is really, really rad about that one was it's an original Indian Larry. Indian Larry built the frame on it. It came out of his shop. Then it has a Mondo front end from Denver's Choppers. It has his Springer front end, his Sissy Bar, some of the other little touches Mondo built. So that was pretty cool. I mean, those are massive names in the industry. You know, maybe not today, but at one point in time, biggest names. There is one really, really cool bike, and it's just kind of lackluster, if you will. When you look at all the other ones, it's it's that black and blue knucklehead. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that was my favorite bike. Yeah, I really, for some reason, think that that one was probably the sickest one here. Again, probably not as flashy as some of the other ones, not as dirty as some of the other ones, but it's just cool. Plus the old sidecar, I like that one. The sidecar was a really cool one. Old shovel head. Comes rolling in with snow on it like he rode it here. Exactly. Oil and then leads. the guy's got a bike over here that uh, I don't know what it started out as, but now it's a pig smoker. Oh, that's the one that had an old Harley frame that where the engine, well, they oversized everything, stretched it, raised it. It's got like, I don't know, like five foot egg hangers on it. I mean, it's ridiculous. 
runs like a little Coleman lawnmower engine to move it. It actually around. moves. Yeah, yeah, it's a bike, but smokes meat out of it, so pretty cool. Charity dude, too. Yeah, you just envision where the engine was is a smoker. Yeah, big smoker box is what it is. So, you know, you that's know, called thinking outside the box. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, kind of looking around at some of them, we got no big wheel baggers at all. Well, 21 inches as big as they yeah. got. We got some fat tire baggers here, though. 21 fatties or 21 diameter, 5.5 five wide. We got two of those here. One's pretty well a stock motorcycle with that conversion. The other one I absolutely love. Kind of maroon, black, and silver. Has an old cafe racer style fairing on the front. Really a sick looking bike. Um, so you, you kind of see it all here. Yeah, I mean, I was wondering, because this is my first experience of being out here, but I was pleasantly pleased. There's a big turnout, a lot of neat variety of bikes, and uh, I guess yeah. they've been doing this a while. Yeah, and people are still piling in right now, people too. People are coming in, still rolling in. So if you didn't get to see it this year, obviously, uh, you really need to mark it down for next year. Yeah, it's kind of a cool, like Rick was saying, he's like, it's a, it's a chance to break the winter but slough. It's not just a bike show, it's also a swap meet. Yeah, there is swap meet here. They got live music, good food. Um, and beer. Definitely Which beer. is what brought you here. Yes, yes. Drinking Budweiser, nothing better than that on a day like today when they don't exactly. have anything else. I was really hoping they'd have whiskey here, but, eh, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Exactly. I will say before we close up, one of the coolest things I, I see here is, you know, we've got old Harleys from the 60s and 70s, the little 175s, some little enduro-style bikes, the little small CC motorcycles, all the way up to big custom choppers. You know, we got that guy with the Corvette engine in it, so it's, it's a show that kind of isn't just one thing. No, it's something for everybody. Yeah, it really is. We got, there's one vendor over here doing replicas of old early 1900 board track bikes. Now that's so, kind of cool. Yeah, it was it was really pretty neat. But it's just, I don't know, it's just really a feel-good show. Exactly. So that'll wrap it up from the Show Me Bike Show here in Sedalia, Missouri. If you get a chance to come out next year, definitely mark it on your calendar. So until then, always ride safe like we say. Or Randy says, he doesn't care if you're safe or not. <laughs> but just yeah. keep it on two wheels. Grip it and rip it. <laughs>